everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Dungeons and Derek. This is a D&D 5th edition podcast. My name is Derek Letman, and I will be your dungeon master. And I am joined today, as always, for the first time by Jessica, Greg, and Stephanie. Um, guys, let's go around the table and uh, introduce ourselves and the characters you'll be playing, if you don't mind. Yeah, I just um, want to point out, uh, before the podcast started, we talked about business high voice and and how you can get people's attention when you pitch your voice up. And you did that, Derek. Just oh, now. I did business voice. Yeah. You did business, uh, a yeah. high, high-pitched business voice. Just wanted to just alert yeah, you to that. Sorry, that wasn't too shrill. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just like, hello, here we are. I, oh, hello. And the, and the last thing you want right now as we're getting into a new podcast is to feel critiqued. I'm not critiquing you. I'm just know. merely pointing out. Um, Whereas I'm here ready for baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pitch I, my voice up at all. This is how I naturally speak. Greg will, of course, be playing uh, uh, Cedric uh, Dickerson. The Entertainer. The, uh, <laughs> yes. Wait, no, that's, that's taken. Oh, no. Greg will be playing Cedric the Entertainer, uh, a baseball <laughs> announcer. Hmm. I was thinking about anyway. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, forget it. Uh, All right. You know what? You're just a disembodied voice. Why don't you introduce yourself, Jess? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Hi, my name is Jessica Lynn Verdi, and you might know me from other tabletop gaming shows. And today, you'll know me from this tabletop gaming show called Dungeons and Derek. And my character's name is Mercury Hellbreeze. And she's a human, and she's a fighter, and uh, she's like a gladiator. Mm. Nice. Um, we'll, we'll learn more about her as we go along. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, don't want to don't want to spill all the goods now. I also don't know anything about her. So. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, yeah, you're an improviser. Uh, let's go to uh, Greg next. Greg, you want to introduce yourself and your character? Good. Whatever time of day you're listening to this podcast, my name is Greg Luce, and I will be playing your uh, your wood elf cleric. Who goes by the name of Adair McConifer? He's a seven hundred year old man who's fresh into the world out of university after studying for his entire life. But we shall see where our adventures take us. Your Great. character is so old, yeah, so, so old, old. Like, so not old. even like so old. Oh, relative to a human. No. You'd be about fifty years old. <laughs> relative to humans, I'm like. 85 at least yeah I'm, I'm really old i really think it's awesome an awesome choice it's exciting cool stephanie want to take us home yeah um, i'm stephanie i'm a disgraced scientist and i'm doing this nap this now so uh um that's where i'm at and uh my character is elysia ravenwood i'm a uh half elf bastard but don't let that fool you that is a prestigious role in this world um, and my goal is to seduce Jessica's character. Nice. <laughs> nice. Way to put the subtext up front. Yeah. When? How is this different than any other campaign we've ever played before? <laughs> I mean, usually the subtext just stays subtext. Uh, right, 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 right. Elysia? Elysia. Yeah, All right. So Elysia, Adair, and Mercury. Cool. Um, and uh, the world we'll be playing in, just calling uh, calling Axis for short, um, sort of like a Neverwinter Nights kind of thing, named after the the big city that our, our adventure is centered around. Um, and I think, uh, unless there's any more business up top, should we dive in? Let's dive. Dive away. Cool. So we see from high above the city of Axis the shining jewel in the crown of the northern majocracy. 
It's a city of glass formed by arcane fingers into impossible shapes and steel spires standing proudly in defiance of mundane concerns like weight and sheer strength. We see the city's districts. To the north, peering down on the rest of the city, lies Scholar's Hill, where proud wizards and sorcerers stride, float, or blink up and down the streets, attended by servants of every shape and size. Each sanctum stands prouder and more improbable than the last. The sense of exotic reagents used for experiments, successful and otherwise, waft down the broad, lamp-lined streets. To the south sprawl the Warrens. Absent are the shining towers. Instead, drab hovels crowd the twisting streets and alleys. The spell guard, enforcers of the conclave, and keepers of the peace are seldom seen here. Instead, local power brokers, known as arbiters, ensure no one gets too out of line, as long as enforcing the peace doesn't go against their own interests. And between the two, the Silver District, cobbled streets flanked by the shops of merchants and craftspeople. The din of commerce can be heard at all hours, peopled by those who wield magic, but without enough skill to carve out a living on Scholar's Hill, and those with cunning enough to succeed despite a lack of arcane gifts. Our heroes find themselves on the border between the Silver District and the Warrens, outside a shop. A sign reading, Chocolate Fontaine lies on the ground. It appears to have been torn off the side of the building. We're starting in media res a little bit. Um, <clears throat> you've each been recruited by one of the arbiters um, to sort of form a, a, a task force to kind of handle, you know, whatever whatever business comes up. Um, your uh, arbiter's name is Brago. He's sort of like, he's that beast man type. He's half, half rat, half human, um, sort of like Minotaur-like, like human on bottom rat up top. Um, and he sent you to uh, to investigate this break-in that happened last night um, at, a, at Fontaine's Chocolate Shop. Um, and so that's where you are now. Great. Um, and, and is uh, Bra- Brago with us currently? No, 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 no. So he sort of, he gave you the, gave you the details, gave you the mission, you know, told you where to go um, to check it out. And is um, the shopkeeper here? Uh, he, he uh, so you guys have just arrived. Um, okay. So you could probably guess he'd be inside, um, but, uh, but you don't see him um, from where you are in the street. Okay. How all these arbiters make you run through these hoops before you get any good real jobs. This seems like something that should be well below our pay grade for the sort of knowledge and power we have amassed here, but brokers be brokers, and I guess we'll have to figure out what's going on here. Uh, I guess you're ideas? the one that, that can talk to the owner then, seeing as you know all the big words. I, mean, I have I, big words. What are you talking about? Right, fine. You can both talk to the guy. And I will. Owner! Hello? Stop, owner! Um, after, uh, yeah, after you're shouting, um, uh, a halfling with, with an enormous mustache, um, wearing kind of like a, a long uh, pinstripe trench coat, um, uh, peeks out from around the corner of the, of the entrance um, and goes, uh, Hello, are you, uh, are you the ones the Arbiter sent? Yes. yes. Ah, I'm pleased to meet you. My name is Fontaine. I uh, I knew he would be sending uh, folks to help, but I uh, did not know they would be so attractive. Uh, pleased to meet your acquaintance. Excuse me? I'm sorry? Why would you think the people that were sent to help you would be of any sort of attraction level except for the fact that we're just here to work? I, I, like, How is that correlative to anything? 
I'm sorry. Did I uh, say something about uh, your attractiveness? It just uh, it just slipped out when I am in the presence of great beauty. Such things happen. Well, I know I this one. I'm flattered by the compliment. Thank you very much, sir. Great. Uh, but of course, as this interaction goes on, which we don't have to go away from, I'm just I'm just like gonna go around the the back alleyway. I'm like I'm just like surveying now. I, I just <laughs> walk past him into the shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so uh so the shops here are sort of like um it's it's like it's very tight. They're just sort of like pushed pushed up against each other. So there aren't really like there aren't really alleys um uh, so to speak. Maybe there's an alley behind, but it would be like um I need to go through the store in order to get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, I'll do that. I, I, and I'm surveying. I but but I've already surmised as much that I want to be in the back. Okay. Um so uh so Adair and Mercury, um, you, uh, you, you stride into the, the shop, um, and you see sort of, it's, it's a very humble shop, um, wooden tables, um, you know, old wooden plank floors that haven't been well-maintained. Um, uh, looks like someone's come in here and just like think things that weren't secured to the floor. They just sort of like tipped and knocked over. Um, you notice the, the front door has been completely smashed off the hinges, um, and sort of lies, uh, splintered on the ground. Um, there's a door, uh, a door to your left. Um, that looks like it leads into the, the, the back of the store, maybe an office, um, or, uh, or a kitchen area. Is that door, uh, damaged at all? So it, it's more of like a, like a saloon door. Like it wouldn't actually block your way in. Um, just sort of like, you know, demarcates the boundary. Um, so now it hasn't been smashed. Is there anything particularly telling or out of place that uh, may exist in the area. That uh, sounds like a really great opportunity to do the first roll of the podcast. Um, let's go ahead and roll an investigation, Jack. I would love to. And I would love to roll a 19. Holy cow. What the? Martin Strong. Right? That does, not, that yeah. does not bode well for us for the rest of the <laughs> That's how statistics works. Yes. Um, so as you're as you're looking around, um, uh, you notice um, uh, that uh, the door has been uh, has been smashed down, um, as I said earlier. Um, and on the door is some kind of um, some kind of dark residue. Um, at first glance, um, uh, it might be blood or or something else. Um, but looking at it closer, um, uh, you realize it's uh, it's chocolate. You you take a really, I mean, uh, I think you take like a really close look at it. Um, and you realize that it looks like it's, um, it doesn't quite match, um, uh, the, the chocolate that you see around you, um, the stuff that's been like knocked off the shelves and off the tables around. Well, unless there's some chocolate golem running around town, we have an interesting mystery on our hands about how chocolate could have broken a door. Hmm. Listen, old man, I'm sure you're really excited to, like, actually have a job that doesn't involve, involve like, sitting around the house and farting. But the only reason we're here is just to make this Fontaine guy feel comforted about the fact that someone's looking after his well-being after a problem. Do you think we'll have any idea to find out what actually happened here. Obviously, it was some kids who were really hungry over at the Warrens that just wanted some candy. And then how did they get this candy from another shop? And why would they have come here after going to a different shop first? 
These mental gymnastics you are putting yourself through are really impressive. Uh, Now, there's a simple solution, I guess. They probably just wanted chocolate from another store. Or maybe another kid's like, oh, my my taste is is not Fontaine's. I like I like Baker's Square. And and then they they go do Baker's. Have you ever had three bars of chocolate in one sitting? It doesn't sit well with you. I don't see how people would would go to one store and not feel like they've had their fill and go to a second. It doesn't quite add up. Just just don't break your brain, buddy, okay? That's all I'm saying. Oh, my brain's just fine. Uh, Meanwhile, out front, um, Elysia, um, have you been uh, talking to uh, uh, to Fontaine or were were you going off to do something else? Of course. Um, Fontaine, you seem to be a very observant sort. Um, Tell me. Thank you, you, yes. Tell me, what do you think happened here? Ah, yes. Well, I I have been thinking about it. You know, one does not uh, see one's own livelihood be smashed to bits without uh, drawing some theories. Of course. Um, Now, it will not surprise you to learn that Fontaine is a man with uh, many, uh, shall we say, uh, paramours. Um, (laughs) I can only imagine. Yes. I can only imagine uh, one of my uh, uh, lovers uh, feeling jilted uh, came and decided to enact revenge on my uh, humble establishment. Oh, which lover is so jilted by you? Well, uh, I will say, and I uh, apologize for uh, getting so personal, but uh, recently I had a, shall we say, less than amicable breakup. Um mm. With a lovely woman by the name of Mathilde. Hmm. All right. Where might we, might we find this Mathilde? Ah, yes. Well, um, you know, uh, she uh, she did enjoy the drink. Um, you know, everyone has their foibles and some must be looked past. She uh, frequented a tavern called the Leaky Tankard, which is uh, not far from here. All right. The Leaky, Leaky Tankard. All right. Well... Uh, how would she have gotten into your shop? Does she have a key? Uh, well, uh, have you uh, seen the door? I do not think a key was needed. Uh, I wasn't looking at the door. I was looking at you. <laughs> Stop. All right, then we'll look at the leaky tanker, shall we? Yes, not I you. I think that's a good place to start. Uh, excuse uh, me, uh, 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 proprietor. Uh, uh, real quick, um, Alicia, why don't you roll an insight check? Okay. I am not insightful. Uh, that is a nine. Okay, you think uh, Fontaine definitely seems to be uh, seems to be on the level. I mean, he definitely thinks that like you know someone was uh, that that Matilda or someone else was so obsessed with him, uh, they would you know go to go to these lengths um, okay. to get back at him. Uh, excuse me, uh, proprietor. Yes. Do you recognize this chocolate that's on the broken shards of your door? Uh, let this me uh, let me take a look. Uh, he, he sort of walks up to it and he goes, oh, yes, this is chocolate. He puts a finger down, um, rubs it on the chocolate, places it on his tongue, goes, oh, and uh, this would have never come out of my kitchen. This is garbage. Do you happen to know the competition well enough to have an idea of where it might have come from? Uh, at that moment, at what he says, this is garbage, I pop out of the garbage can from the alley. <laughs> 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 with no evidence. Yeah. Um, as well, uh, uh, you know, I uh, I will say I uh, I am good at what I do. I do not have much reason to uh, sample uh, others. Um, but uh, 
I, I do know uh, someone who is uh, somewhat of an expert on uh, uh, chocolate around town. And who might that be? There is a, a dwarf uh, by the name of uh, Tothar, who uh, is known as uh, something of a gourmand. Um, and uh, if anyone, I mean, it is a tall order to identify chocolate merely by taste when it's been uh, dried on a door. But uh, if anyone can do it, Tothar can. And do you believe there's any reason that your paramour might have uh, used chocolate as some kind of weapon against you? Uh, I am not seeing the connection here. Maybe some kind of insult? Uh, this is uh, this is not good, this chocolate. Uh, perhaps uh, they were uh, trying to uh, say, uh, this chocolate is bad like you are bad. That completely mind, makes sense. Mind if we take this bit of door with the chocolate on it on our way? Well, it is uh, not much use to me, so uh, <laughs> be my guest. All right. I take the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to just see if there's a, like, I'd love to see if I saw, saw something that my uh, teammates haven't seen. Yeah. Um, uh, where, where are you looking around? I'm in the alley. Like, you know, trash can, back door sure. area. Um, what are you I, all... I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your old investigation. I'm boss to caution. Not my strong suit by any means, but I rolled an 18. Oh my goodness. I know. Because <laughs> my investment is really low on figuring out what happened here, but I can't help that I, I'm, I'm evil eyed. You know what I mean? With an 18, um, uh, you're, you're sort of like going through going through the trash um, from uh, uh, from Fontaine's Chocolates um, and uh, sort of the the neighboring uh, neighboring stores and whatnot, and uh, you find you find a, a, a couple uh, a couple uh, daggers um, that have um, inscriptions on them. Uh, they say to uh, uh, to Bertha uh, B U R T H A. Is it like the do the daggers like one says two and the other says Bertha, or like wh- where is are the inscriptions on both the daggers? I think the inscriptions are on both daggers. Okay, so it's, it's like an—is it are like the daggers have nice handles? That's why it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look—they look more, uh, more sort of ornamental than functional. Um, ah. but, but you could still definitely. Um, but they're in the trash, which is odd. Or yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Um. But you reckon? Uh, you know, you reckon you could still do some damage with them. Oh yeah, and I definitely pock them into the boots for sure. And then I walk back to Adair and. Elysia, and I'm like, all right, guys, deal, done deal, done deal. Let's get now, out of here. Before we leave, we should document everything that we found here and keep a running understanding of what's going on so that we don't overlook anything and we can revisit what we've learned later as that, needed. That sounds a lot like a job you just volunteered for. Absolutely. Okay. And I... <laughs> sit on the stoop and start writing all right what has everyone learned half an hour no yeah we leave him and we go to the (laughs) bar across the way with our stipend (laughs) in elysia while he does okay um this might be uh, a good point um to do uh to do the first of our uh first of our flashbacks uh so let's uh let's flash back um as we sort of uh what is it called? Like go to soft focus um, on, on the side of a dare, like sitting on the on the front stoop, writing down. Um, <laughs> yeah. We uh, we Smear flash some back. Vaseline on that lens. That's right. That's right. Uh, we flash back let's, uh, a week or so uh, to the uh, to the canopy 
Um, we're in the, uh, the office of emeritus development. Uh, Adair, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, about, the, about the office where we are? Well, the, uh, when a scholar has reached the end of their contributions to knowledge, uh, it's time for them to leave the university and go out into the real world and risk life to get a new piece of knowledge about the world or about magic. And that's why only the oldest go after their scholarship has been completed and that they have given their contribution to society. They seek the professor status of emeritus, which means they've gone out into the world, retrieved knowledge and returned. And it is my time uh, to go and do that. Uh, and I've, uh, I can choose which sort of mission I go on, and this is the uh, uh, the time when the canopy uh, is offering uh, me the next gig, I guess. Yeah. So, um, so in recent uh, in recent years of the canopy, um, the the sort of flow of assignments for uh, for for emeritus uh, faculty has sort of started to uh, started to dry up a little bit. Um, uh, it used to be that, like you know, all the sort of you know power players, um, all the the, the governments and uh, you know uh, uh, principalities is that the right word? Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> um, uh, used to be you know used to be very keen to have someone from the canopy you know serve in a, as an advisor role um, or a healer or you know scribe or whatever it might be. Um, but in recent years, that's um, you know that's become less common. Um, so it's much tougher for for emeritus to uh, to find an appointment. Um, however. Um, uh, today, uh, one of the, one of the secretaries, um, from the office, um, approaches you, Adair, it's a, a younger secretary, um, by the name of Keelan. Uh, oh, hello there, Adair. Uh, I have some, uh, some good news today, I think. Ah, well, good news is, well, always good. Uh, what, what do you have for me, Keelan? Well, I think, uh, I think I've, I finally found a, a good appointment for you. <sighs> well... Out with it then. I've been waiting for this for what seventy years now. I think I'm think I'm ready for a good assignment finally. Uh, now I am I, I am sorry to say uh, it's 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 a bit of a bit of a ways away. Uh, it's in the city, um, but uh, it's interesting, um, and I think there's some great opportunity for you. Um. Okay. Interesting. How? What? What knowledge might we gain? Well, uh, do you know what an arbiter is uh, in the city of Axis? Of course, uh, the emeritus use arbiters all the time. We they're often a great conduit between the knowledge on the ground and uh, getting an opportunity to gain that knowledge. That's right. Well, we've uh, we've recently had uh, one of the arbiters uh, reach out to us, um, saying that they'd love to have an emeritus uh, faculty member. Uh, working with them, uh, and if you're interested, uh, you're you're next in line. You know what? Uh, at this point, I'm not even going to investigate it and and pass on the opportunity because uh, who knows when another opportunity may come around. I'm I'm already 700, and I think it's time I take a assignment, no matter where it comes from. And uh, Keelan hands over to you, uh, sort of like a a little like uh, scroll case, um, has sort of all the necessary documents, um, you know, all the information wrapped up, and uh, yeah, sends you on your way. I love love a good scroll case. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool. Uh, uh, fading back to the present. Uh, so sorry, where did you guys say you were going first? We're going to go to the tavern right across. Okay. We're not going to the, the leaky tankard. We're going to whatever inn is right across the, the way from Fontaine's. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Anyone have a good uh, good inn name um, on the tip of their tongue? I mean, if it's the leaky tankard, we'll go to the leaky tankard. <laughs> Um, Leaky Tankard is definitely like a neighborhood uh, watering hole, but if you wanted to deliver it, uh, go somewhere else. Um, you could be drawn somewhere else. No, we're just going to the local, the closest one. No, there's no deliberate. The closest yeah. one to the font, to Fontaine's. How about the hoop and pole? The hoop and pole. <laughs> Fuck. I like it. Am I the only one who? Okay, great. It's very sexual in my I, mind. Intentionally. Great, oh. great, great. I just didn't know if I was sexually frustrated enough. And or too much, and I right. must be I must be very innocent because I was thinking of like one of those like wheels with the stick that you play with. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, okay, all right, um, cool. So, uh, so you stride into uh into the the hoop and pole, um, uh, and it you know it's a it's a it's a mix um of uh of sort of you know upper upper class and lower class. Uh, it's a pretty pretty warm place. Let's say you know it's uh it's 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 lunchtime. Um, so folks are are stopping in you know from uh, from their jobs, um, or, or just their shopping or their business, um, stopped in to, to grab a bite. Um, uh, you know, the regulars have, are, are into their pints already. Um, yeah, I'm going to slam down some silver or what was it? Did we get a stipend or probably not? Right. Um, I, I would, uh, yeah, I, let, let's say it's customary to get, um, uh, a stipend up front to sort of cut, cover incidentals. Yeah, I definitely um, so got throw, maybe like, I throw that down for, for some mead. Um, okay, so let, let's say you have, um, you know, we don't need to get too in the weeds about money, but yeah, let's say you have like a 20 gold stipend. Um, <laughs> I definitely throw it all down. Okay, you which is way, way, way too down. much. You throw um, 20 gold down for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, uh, it, the was the, it was the idiot Brago who gave us way too much for a stipend. It was his damn fault. <laughs> his fault. Yeah. Uh, and the the barkeep, um, let's say, is a, a unusually friendly looking half orc. Um, sort of leans over and goes, "What are you? What, you're flashing a lot of cash there. Uh, what 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 can I help you with?" When someone gives you money, they want something that you provide. What? Why, why are you? Why are you taking that tone? I hold up a hand. We'll both have a glass of your finest wine. Thank you. Uh, this isn't really a wine sort of establishment. Your finest, whatever. Finest whatever coming up. He reaches back, um, grabs a few, uh, grabs three mugs, um, fills them up with, you know, a, a cask of, of, yeah, some kind of ale. Um, slides them across the counter to you. Goes, uh, there you go. Uh, something to eat too? Probably. And I finish the first, uh, you know, pint in, in a swig and throw back the, the glass and ask for more. Okay. Uh, and he sort of shouts, shouts to the back, goes, Thomas, some stew. Uh, and, and refills your, your tankard. Dude, do you have charcuterie by any chance? Sure what? Hmm. Stew it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, before too long, um, a, a boy of maybe, you know, seven years old um, comes out with a, a few bowls of, of stew. Um, some kind of unidentified meat floats in it um, with some, some random vegetables. Oh, God, there's too many vegetables in this. Do you have one with less vegetables, Tommy? <laughs> We can trade. I'll trade your vegetables for my meat. How about that? Thomas goes, I, I always pick the veggies out. Good boy. Meat's going to make you strong. Maybe you'll fight in the gladiator oratorium one day. Is that is that something I want to do? Listen, whether you want to or not, you're gonna. Um, <laughs> that, uh, 
that might actually be a nice time to uh, uh to flashback to another uh <laughs> another recruitment scene. Um so let's uh let's flash uh, I feel like we're going to spend a lot of time in taverns. Uh, <laughs> it is fantasy land. That's why I just put the money down so we don't ever have to deal with the the financial transaction again. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah, you just started our tab and it's uh, generous. Yeah. You've chosen this one, like, totally arbitrary (laughs) tavern that you've It doesn't even have a wine or charcuterie. Yeah. Information. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's again do our nice uh, uh, Vaseline f- uh, fade out effect and uh, uh, go again. Uh, you know, a week or so ago um, to another tavern. Um, this one, uh, sort of in the in the middle of the Warrens, um, a much seedier place uh, called the Down and Out. It's uh, it's it's late evening, close to midnight. Mercury, you've just um, you've just finished uh, with one of your uh, one of your fights. Why don't you roll an athletics check um, to see how you yeah. did? Um, or strength if you raw strength oh, if you no, that's uh, great you're... athletics is great oh great i'm so glad i have such a high modifier uh 14 14 okay this this was like a long slog of a fight you were fighting just just a huge um like not trained at all you know your your finesse was was way way past his um but but th- this person must have had like you know some some ogre um genetics or something going back they were just enormous um, so like know, the blows, like the the hits were just like bad and like yeah, I mean definitely definitely you got in you know three hits for every one they did, but you know they just they wouldn't go down, and so the the, the fight just lasted longer than any fight should. So you were you're bruised, you're you're worn out. Uh, and, and I'm looking at the bartender, and I'm like, I will get you the money. Did you not have one of the best crowds you've had in over a month because of my fight? Now, listen here, Mercury. I I, I appreciate No, you listen here, you little bitch. Okay, there's no call for that kind of language. It is when you insult the integrity of my coin. Uh, Mercury, listen, I've 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 been very generous with you. I've you Come on, Sheldon, please. I just need a drink. Mercury, I'll Sheldon, please. It hurt me so bad. Why don't you uh why don't you roll persuasion? Uh personally. Oh no. <laughs> Three. <laughs> he goes, Mercury, I'm I'm so sorry, but I'm I'm I, I've never had to say this before, but I'm cutting you off. No. Sheldon. Until, un, until you close out your tab, I'm I'm cutting you off. Sheldon, I can't afford to close out my tab unless I open a new tab now. Do you get it? Uh, just now, um, you uh, uh, you look to your right, uh, kind of down the bar. You see what, what looks like a, a rat man um, uh, leaning over the bar. And uh, he sort of holds up a finger. Um, you no, guess that? I do not sleep with people for money. Okay? Don't even I- think about it. Uh, don't don't worry, Miss. I'm I'm not attracted to uh, to members of your species. Um, but that's that's not a racist thing. It's just just how I am. It's a preference. I got it. I got it. I just you know you looked at me like I was like you know I just I just have to be clear. You know what I mean? Uh, it seems you're in a bit of a financial quandary. Uh, it strikes me that uh, I might be able to offer some assistance. That would be great if you could buy me a beer. I always appreciate a fan, and you get it, my man. Man, wasn't that a great fight? <laughs> um, one, one, one ale, if you please, Sheldon. Sheldon goes and pours you an ale and, and slides it to you. 
And um, I thank you so much, Rat Face. I'm gonna walk off. And he says, uh, "Actually, the name is uh, the name is Brago." Um, I don't need to Brago about it. <laughs> very, very funny. I haven't heard that one before. Uh, look, it, I, I, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, um, but uh, it seems like you might be in some some dire financial straits. Um, and I, I do have certain uh, certain means in that area. Um, perhaps, perhaps I could, uh, I could pay you in exchange for some work. You know uh, uh, how that happens. Listen, dude, if you're at this bar talking about transactions of that caliber, I can't imagine that they're going to be above board, which uh, interests me. Well, say more. Do you know, do you know what an arbiter is? I imagine you do. I don't. Um, if you frequent these. Well, uh, arbiters are sort of, um, well, they're fixers of sorts. Uh, people come to us with problems and and we f- find a way to solve them. We We assemble the right group of people and make the problem go away. I, I made it sound much more insidious, much more insidious than it usually is. It's usually it's perfectly innocent, but you know, there are times when when shall we say force is called for. Um and it strikes me that someone such as yourself might have certain talents uh, that could be useful to someone like me. Yeah, that's what I like. Someone who knows that I have talent, unlike my booker. Do you get it? Y- yes, I get it. So 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 what do you say maybe uh swing by my office uh tomorrow after you've um <clears throat> uh slept off some of those bruises Are you really not trying to prostitute me right now? No. I really thought you were burying the lead. All right, dude. Okay. Let's do it. All right. See you see you tomorrow. Okay. Wherever it, I I'll just sniff you out. Uh, he he slips you a a card with uh, with his name and, and address. Great. Uh, that, this this will probably make it easier. Uh, you're gonna have to buy me a couple more drinks. So. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, looks uh looks like he maybe has like the the briefest flicker of doubt. Um, but then he uh, raises a finger in order to see a couple more rounds. And by the time Sheldon like delivers them, I, I like I like uh pull Sheldon into like a half Nelson, not half Nelson. Yeah, like I I, I, I nuggy him. And Nuggie Sheldon. Yeah, he he just like just totally resigned to it. Just kind of shakes his head. Four four things. Uh, Cool. Uh, Back to the present. We're uh, we're still in the uh, the 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 stick and hoop. The hoop and hoop and stick. Hoop and pole. pole. Yeah, it's much more sexual than stick. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, Elysia. Yes. Uh, Very rare that I come across. Someone with such refined tastes as yourself. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Come on, it's an act, right? It's just this thing that you do to take people off guard, and then you swindle them for their cash or something like that. I've seen your type. Well, what's what's all this? This uh, this tough posturing. I should ask the same question of you. Do you not know who I am? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, that's the funniest thing I've heard in like the last two minutes, except for when you, when you ordered wine. Remember that? That was really funny. I think it's quite funny that this tavern doesn't stock wine. <laughs> hmm. Where the heck are you from, man? I am from House Ravenwood, obviously. Could you not tell from my name? No. Hmm. That's my name. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe another good time to uh, to flashback? Sure. Diddly-doo, 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 diddly-doo. Yep. 
we're in um uh lady beatrice ravenwood's chambers they're uh they're they're pretty opulent you know not not in sort of the like the the like larger than life way that a lot of the more powerful wizards um uh, places would be but definitely um you know fine fine tapestries um uh furniture made of exotic woods uh that kind of thing uh alicia you've been you've been summoned by one of uh the myriad servants okay uh to lady beatrice's chambers yep yes um uh, hello, mother. Ah, Lysia, so so nice to see you. Um, As always. Yes. Tell me again, how how old are you? Um, early twenties. Early twenties. That's that's wonderfully general. <laughs> <laughs> do 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 you not know your own age? Okay, fine. Twenty two. Yes, you're. I was thinking. I was thinking today, oh. as I was sipping my tea, uh, that you're you're coming of an age where you really ought to make something of yourself, don't you think? Absolutely. I, I'm so glad you finally asked. Now, I've been thinking there are all of these places in, I'd say, the northern mountains that I hear are full of treasures, and you know that's what I've been tra- uh, training for all my life. Yes, and you, know it's, you know it's very cold there. Yes, but you know they uh, they taught us how to you know conjure a bit of a flame when you need one. I see, and you you really wouldn't be able to bathe there. Hmm. I think it's best if a lady like yourself sticks to the city, don't you? What? Well, I I suppose it depends on what you have in mind. Well, we were contacted uh, not long ago by uh, by one of these. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, ar- archers, artificers, uh, arbiters. Yes, arbiters. Yes, yes. Uh, saying that they had use of, of someone of, of of noble stock. I'll be honest; use. I don't really know what else to do with you. Um, is that something you think you could do? I don't, well, I've been training all these years to do something of great use. Yes, great just, use. I just, you know, I can't abide embarrassment. To the family? I don't know what you mean. Very well. So, uh, I'll, I'll tell him then that, that you're up for it? Um, as you wish, Mother. Good, 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 yes, yes. Okay, good. No, don't, 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 don't mess this up, please. I don't know what you're talking about. I never mess anything up. Uh, good girl, run along now. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, doodly, doodly, doodly. Do-do-do-do-do-do. do do Cool. Um, so back in the uh, back in the hoop and pole. Yeah. We're really drunk I, now. I finally stride in, having written about eight pages about what we <laughs> learned uh, at the. Well, what you learned, I don't think uh, you've consulted any of us. Well, I overheard your conversation. Okay. Um, and this beast over here has doesn't contribute anything to the group, so uh, so there's not much worth consulting with her, uh, but. I'm I would sorry. Just... I'm sorry. I'm, you know what? Actually, I'm not sorry. Did you just refer to me as a beast? Because if you did, we're just going to have to have a little bit of a talk. And if you don't understand what I mean when I say talk, then I'm going to have to explain that to you. I ignore her and uh, walk up to the bartender and ask, uh, did you by any chance hear any ruckus across the street at that chocolate shop from last night? Before he could finish his sentence, I have thrown the stew on top of his head okay yeah and um uh a, f- a few patrons near you sort of gasp um and 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 back up i 
will never be talked down to by my father again or you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Mercury, as I pick things out of my, what's left of my hair. Um, uh, Well, Mercury, uh, I have to inform you that I am not your father. And any problem you may have with him is not a problem you need to have with me. I'm simply here to do our job and not to be drinking and mucking about in the garbage like some animal, which is why I referred to you as an animal before. I am simply here to finish the job and get paid and move on to bigger and better things, which is what I imagine you want to do as well. So let me ask questions of this dear barkeep, if you don't mind. And I, without letting her say anything, I go to the barkeep (laughs) and say, barkeep, did you see anything? Did you see anything at the chocolate shop or hear anything in the last couple of nights? (laughs) which of course mercury is free to interrupt yeah yeah (laughs) i would like to have the answer because of my investigation skills before he gets it (laughs) i'd like to have assessed what was seen out of this bar before just by being in the tavern this long Um, you want to have an insight off (laughs) yeah yeah so have you have you been looking around um that was the whole point coming to the bar dude yeah, you know, I, I, I know that, but like, what have you, what have you been looking at, or what have you been investigating, or have me. you been, been sort of assessing the people? I looked at Tommy, and that's uh-huh. why I had Tommy speak when he brought out the vegetables or the, the stew. I was interested in how um, much money, how, how the barkeep reacted to the money that I put down to see if it was a money motivated thing. Okay. And then, as I've been looking at Elysia, who is gorgeous, I'm just trying to see what's able to be seen outside of the windows that are directly across from the the fontaines. Okay. So yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think yeah. Uh, I think that's probably insight. Um, if you're more, it's 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 an insight to you know read the people and, and investigation to to sort of read the environment. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, up to up to you. Which one? Which way no. you want to go with it? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. 18. <laughs> 18. Oh. But, but, which, but which one? Eight, 18 and what? I'm sorry. Insight. I did insight. Okay. So you would think um, that, that late at night, um, uh, the, uh, the barkeep um, is probably pretty busy. Um, but, um, but, you know, Thomas, uh, if he was working that night, most likely would have been, you know, running around from table to table. Um, so if somebody would have seen something, it probably would have been him. Um, so maybe you could press him for, for more information. Maybe. Uh, later <laughs> yep. okay. i wanted it now i wanted the info now <laughs> i mean if you can if you can tell me how that works then uh okay, okay. before the barkeep gets to answer i go to the table i go and i cut i cut them up and I, I i like i put myself i wedge myself in between the barkeep and a uh dare and i look at a dare in the face and i say first of all this beast spent time in the trash looking for clues. This beast found the clues. And I pull out the daggers. Now, isn't it interesting that the two names that Fontaine gave us, yes, I did hear them, are not Bertha. But that these were found in the trash. This is not a revenge stealing 
break-in thing. This is deeper. This goes all the way down to the the magicians that we that are rule our 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 land here. Okay, the the barkeeper's not going to be able to tell us anything. Uh, is is your friend there? Okay, <laughs> uh, he says to there. Uh, my my friend is fine, but uh. Give me one quick moment uh, to take a look at this dagger she's holding, because it's news to me because she hasn't been sharing with the group. Just a second here. Looking at the dagger, is there any way to tell, like, either if it's ceremonial, what the ceremony might be, or is it is it an old dagger that's recently inscribed? Does it look like it might have a point yeah. of origin, et cetera, et cetera? Um, why don't you roll, I, I think... I th- I think I feel like we've been hammering this pretty hard, but I think it's investigation um, to really inspect the daggers. Not history. Um, it's not a not a old th- sort of dagger. I, you know, they're definitely not like you know not, not things of like myth and legend. History. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't think history applies okay. here. All right. So then I will investigate. Fifteen. Yeah, these daggers appear to be like brand new. Like you would guess, they've never actually, you know, never been used to. Uh, to stab or uh, you know never really seen seen use like the tips are are perfectly sharp and there's no nicks or or imperfections or anything on the blade or handle or anything else any sort of manufacturer's market the uh at the tang uh sure yeah that's a thing right yeah yeah um yeah let's say there is um there's a, a very recognizable um uh uh maker's mark when you say very recognizable recognizable enough that I would recognize it or that oh, anyone rec- who knows recognizable enough in that um, it's the, it's the same um, uh, sort of symbol um, that you see on the shop. Uh, that's directly next door to, uh, to Fontaine's. Oh. Okay. Well, now there is a lead. You've been here all this time, having these daggers looking outside the windows and you couldn't even see that this was the same symbol. Maybe let's go over there and try and figure something out. All right. We? All right. We haven't had the chance to, to get together and have a conversation. We don't need all this hostility. That's Thank fair. Alicia and uh, and my 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 dagger. And then she falls asleep into some <laughs> into, into, into some stew. <laughs> Shall we miss go across and let our friend here sleep it off? So as I understand it, we have three leads. Bertha, Matilde, which was mine, and whatever whatever you came up with. I suppose Bertha is the first one we can go to because it's right there. Yeah, I, I'd say doing it in order of closeness makes sense. Hit them right. in order, and uh, yes, let's start here. Very well. Okay, so um, so Mercury, um, uh, you know, I'll leave it to you how long how long you're uh, passed out for. Maybe it's just one of those quick little like uh, drunk nod off for a second. Uh, well, because I fell into stew, I think I'm going to choke. Probably so wake I, right I, back I, up. Yeah, yeah. This sort of a moment where. <laughs> Well, and I like spit out a piece of carrot and like I fucking hate veggies. <laughs> <laughs> I offered a trade. Or just was I think I found yours. Sorry. I don't think she was gonna sorry, eat it anyway. After us, or I'm sorry. I start, you know, wiping it off and licking off my fingers and and just go go with the flow. Like, where, where are you guys talking? Or are you leaving? Oh, we're leaving? Oh, we're, 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 we're leaving. Yeah, I was leaving, and I was like, Can I have my gold thirty piece back. <laughs> <laughs> And the barkeep goes, uh, oh, I uh, I thought you were opening a tab. We're but, uh, probably never going to come back here ever again. 
that's that's not what a proprietor likes to hear. Uh, but, uh, I suppose your money's yours to do with as you please. Thanks. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, maybe like you know, he slides you back eighteen gold. Let's say that's a lot of mo- how, how expensive is stew and beer and ale. And he slides across the nineteenth gold. <laughs> All right, get Tommy out here. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Woman wants to talk to you. <laughs> um, and yeah, Thomas comes, uh, comes, you know, uh, running around the from the kitchen again. And I, and I bend down to Thomas's level. Like, look, I look like I'm about to have like a really nice heart to heart with him. And I hold up this extra gold piece and I grab him really tight by the collar. And I said, little, <laughs> listen, little shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you stole the chocolate <laughs> and broken, I'll know. I will know. Um. Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check. <laughs> oh no, seven. Okay. Uh, uh, I didn't. I didn't steal anything. I wasn't. I wasn't going to steal anything. You were there, you little shit. What? No, you I wasn't. Were, you were in the shop. You just said you weren't going to steal anything, but you were there and you did something. I. I didn't do anything. What kind of chocolate do you like? I like all chocolate. <laughs> Good answer. And I give, him, <laughs> I give him the coin, and I and I uh, pat him on the shoulder a little too hard. Let's get out of here, kid. And you see now, as you sort of um, pull away from from Thomas, um, you see that uh, the the barkeep has grabbed like a giant cudgel uh, from below the bar and is sort of holding it menacingly. <laughs> he goes, "I don't appreciate it when you harass my staff." Oh, I'm just having a giggle. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, maybe don't have any more giggles like that here. <laughs> I got you. I, I speak common. No worries. Okay. Um, so you're uh, you're leaving the uh, the hoop and pole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so is the plan to uh, to head over to the uh, the uh, the smithy? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Looking for a smithy name. Yeah, I'm so bad with names. The burning coals. The uh, the hit the it. Smoky hit the plume. Hit it and- Hit it and quit it. <laughs> <laughs> the Anvil Man. <laughs> and, oh man. <laughs> uh, Bellows Grandville on Broadway. Steel Shop. Wait, what was that, Stephanie? Granville's Steel Shop. Granville? Granville. Granville. All right, it's Granville Steel Shop. Uh, so you see, uh, sort of like yes, uh, smoke billowing out from the from the open front um, uh, of the of the smithy. Um, uh, you see a sign uh, labeling it Granville Steel Shop, um, and uh, yeah, you can hear um, the occasional you know tink 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 of a smithy uh, working on some kind of metalwork. What are we doing here? The daggers. Oh they, yeah, but yeah, right across the yeah. yeah the daggers. I feel like we got uh, off on the wrong foot. I'd really, I'm not, we're never going to work together again after this. I know, but let's, uh, I'm not, this is probably not a big deal of a case, but I, I will do my best to be cooperative. Thank you. Uh, so, um, hmm. I imagine that our, uh, our fancy half elf here might have the most experience uh, talking to shopkeeps, I don't know, and actually paying them. So, uh, well, certainly not. I wouldn't do such menial work, but I'll try my best. Please do. Shopkeep. 
Hello. <laughs> oh, God. Granville, Mr. Oh. Granville. Oh, uh, hello. Sorry. I, uh, sorry. I, my, my ears aren't what they used to be. Um, can I, uh, uh, what can I help you with? Are you, are you looking for, what, a sword? We, uh, well, you know, we, we, we are great admirers of your work and, uh, really? we, yes. Okay. Look, <laughs> give me the daggers. Give them. Wait, wait, wait. Not you, them. <laughs> I don't have them anymore. I gave them to the I, old I, 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 the I old just put guy. them on the counter if there's a Please. counter. Yes. Well, we love these daggers very much, and we should like some very similar daggers, but moreover, we should like to know the story behind them, because if nothing else, we care about narrative in our weapons. Oh. <laughs> I see. That's, that's a weird thing to care about, but... Well, elf. What can I say? Is that an elf thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, you mind if I take a look at those? Here you are. I pushed them across. And he, uh, yeah, he uh, picks them up, takes a look at them, and goes, Oh, yeah. Oh, I just made these over the last week. Um, but, uh, oh, <laughs> stupid me. I I misspelled Bertha on the on the inscription. <laughs> Turns out it's with an E, not a U. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, a Granville. mistake to make, yes. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you uh, roll an insight check? Yeah, I figured that was coming. That's a uh, fifteen. Okay. Yeah. As far as you can tell, uh, seems like Granville might be might be a little bit. Uh, uh, well, he seems to be totally on the level. Okay. Uh, as far as you can tell, he goes. Yeah, boy. I just I don't know. It just seems to me like Bertha B U R T H A. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yeah. Well, what can you tell us about Bertha? We need the narrative. Uh, well. I mean, I mean do, do, do you mind before we go any further? Uh, would you mind telling me how you uh, how you got these? I, I I thought I threw these out. You threw them out. Oh, where 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 did you throw them out? Well, uh, in the trash pile behind my shop. Well, <laughs> as it turns out, that's where we found them. You were good day. You were <laughs> you were rummaging through my trash. What did you hear at roughly three a.m. in the what? morning last night? Hold on, are you are you interrogating me? No, <laughs> just having a conversation. What do you mean? I I, I have to say this this conversation is making me extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> is that an anti-elf sentiment I hear? Wow! Wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! Among elf society and half elf society, I should say this is a very normal conversation. I am disappointed in you, Gransville. Granville, Grandpa, um, is that Granville with a U? Me and Adair like share a handshake. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh snap, bro! <laughs> um, uh, uh, Alicia, or, or if... <laughs> uh, or if anyone else wants to do it, Burn, um, what... man. Sorry, carry on. Burn with an E. Carry on. <laughs> um, why don't you make a, a persuasion check with disadvantage? <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> uh, I think I think probably Alicia. Alicia, um, yeah. Uh, oh well, I just rolled a natural one. <laughs> okay, and he goes, uh, "Look, actually, no, I, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk about this. Um, uh, listen, if you're not going to buy anything, then, then uh, I'm going to have to politely ask you to leave. Uh, well, I'm very, I'm very insecure about my spelling." 
I found this entire interaction to be racist and uninformative. Good day, good sir. Oh, I'm I'm not racist. G- goodbye. If you have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but Every, we're leaving. Everybody is a little bit racist. <laughs> Except yeah. me. Not me. Not me. It's, it's impossible. 100% not racist, Blacksmith Granville. You know what, guys? Let's just go and find it. We're going to walk away from this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely won't be recommending you to anybody who I, don't, I know. I don't see why not. I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> you, can't, you can't spell I'm, for one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to your review, and it's going to be clear I'm in the right. All right, one star on fantasy Yelp. Let's leave. We're gonna we're gonna go tell the kid Yelp down the street who yelled at <laughs> That was a fucking waste of time. I say outside. I'm so sorry. I really thought I had something important there with those daggers. I rolled so well. Well, this is definitely going into the chronicle because it's important to know every lead that we didn't. No, I, I really don't need Brago to know that I didn't do really well on this because honestly, I don't have any money. Don't worry, you're here for the muscles, not for the brain. Well, if I've learned anything from Investigation 101, it's that the majority of leads go nowhere, so we must continue. <laughs> All right, now, who who here is closer? Do we have Tolthar or do we have... Uh... The other guy. Matilde. Yeah, the lovely Matilde at the Leaky Tankard. Yes. Mr. Uh, Mr. World, which is closer? <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, Mr. So House. Matilde, uh, so, so Matilde, um, you know, as, as Fontaine said, um, would most likely be found um, in the Leaky Tankard, um, which, is, uh, which is a block or two away. Uh, Tothar... Um, I don't think you know where where Tothar is. I think, uh, unless you want to retroactively say you uh, you ask ask we can, we can go to the Leaky Tavern and kill two birds with two stones. A bird and a stone in the oh, bat hand in the fair. bush. Yep, let's go. I still have eighteen coins. Okay, so uh, we find ourselves um, entering uh, yet another uh, uh, tavern. Uh, this one, the leaky tankard. Uh, you find that uh, uh, this one really—it's uh, it's like a working class tavern. Um, pe- people aren't really getting sloppy here. They're like, you know, we we have popped in for for like a like a business lunch. Um, looks like a lot of professionals, merchants, craftspeople, okay, um, like middle class types. Yeah, um, but a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more respectable. Like everyone is um, uh, in like the fantasy equivalent of, of of like you know shirt sleeves and slacks and. A lot of finance bros here. So some fantasy business casual. Yep, fantasy business <laughs> casual. <laughs> All right, so we're looking for a Matilde. I suggest a light touch here because she might be skittish, given that uh, I know there's been some drama with her and Mr. Fontaine. Are you a virgin? Just the way that you talk about that, I could just tell right there. Just total, total, never been, never been kissed situation. You're younger uh, than you th- you think you are. Firstly, I see, I hardly see how that's any of your business. And secondly, have you ever been to a boarding school? Oh no, no, I didn't go to school. Yeah, not a virgin. Oh, all right, okay. Uh, well, since I'm just the strength, the the bra, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna stand by the door, and look strong. 
because people know me around here. So don't want to draw too much attention. Smart. I'm going to see if they have a snifter of brandy. Uh, all right. I'll do all the heavy lifting, I suppose. It seems to be my role in this group. Oh, no. I'm trying to blend in. We don't want to put people off their off their comfort zone by not participating in the environment. We as, long as, as long as we're talking about blending in, um, uh, we haven't really discussed what, what everyone is, is wearing right now. Um, so what are you wearing? <laughs> um, what, what is a dare wearing well a dare is wearing a uh what are those called uh hunter cap um the oh no the deer stalker a deer stalker hat oh like sherlock holmes style yeah sherlock holmes style but more out of uh like did he, his, did he know he was going on a mystery <laughs> he he did not he's kind of always worn that because his ears get cold uh, you know, keeping circulation to pointy ears when you're my age gets difficult. So I actually use the flaps on my deerstalker cap uh, to keep my ears warm. Uh, I have a deerstalker, uh, nothing else. Yeah, deerstalker, nothing else. No, I have. Um, I have what are ostensibly like cleric robes that they, they look, you know, scholarly of sorts, but they look like they are oversized uh, and used more for comfort than for style, although you can tell they're high quality. So I don't look out of place in uh, in middle or upper class. I just look old and don't care. Okay. Fine, fancy furs and uh, whatnot on the collar, but yeah. it's kind of not stylish by any like means. Like the professor and like the oversized rumple jacket, mm-hmm. um, that sort of look, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Um, uh, what about Elysia? Um, I'm wearing some uh, adventuring gear that was issued by House Ravenwood. Okay. I essentially, so it's basically like kind of a, a, a snappy leather waistcoat I with see. like a, a nice, uh, I'm just kind of wearing a, a blouse underneath and um, some quote unquote practical uh, leather pants that are maybe just a little too tailored to really be that practical. And I imagine um, like everything is like straight off the rack. Like this yeah. leather stuff is not worn in at all. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm wearing in those shoes and it's, uh, it's, it's painful. That's awesome. Uh, what about Mercury? Um, I, I, cobbled together outfits, pretty much, uh, still things that like she's fashioned to look somewhat decent on her, but like, like half of like a breastplate from like, that's like, you know, from some other make and model and uh, like a weird, uh, like she's got leather armor, but like then these like different armor pieces that are incongruent. So basically she shops at like fantasy Ross or something like the, the discount store. That'd be great Um, if that were true. She's just picking off the bones from the, she's picking, she's basically takes the stuff off of people she's killed. Yeah, that's oh, Fantasy wow. Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or as we call it, Fantasy Ross. <laughs> yeah, about that. that yeah, basically that. <laughs> cool. Oh, it is worth noting that Emeritus robes, which is what I am wearing, do are inlaid with uh, with scale mail. They're, uh, it's actually part of the robe, so you don't lose your status as a uh, professor of the uh, canopy, but you have the protection needed for your your exploits into the world do they have the phd stripes on the sleeves absolutely yes (laughs) with your college uh you know there as well excellent 
Um, so, uh, so Mercury is standing, uh, standing next to the door, uh, kind of arms crossed bouncer style. Is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Adair is, uh, is, uh, doing his best to, to blend in, uh, by the bar. Um, and Alicia is just standing there with my hands out in a shrug, like, all right, I guess I'll just go talk to every woman in this tavern. And, uh, I just go down, go sit down next to a lady. Okay. And, Let's strike up a conversation. Uh, okay, so it's uh, it's a, a pair of halfling, um, uh, halfling women, um, and uh, they sort of they kind of like finish up what they were saying, and then like very awkwardly sort of look over to you. They go, uh, "Hello, can we can we help you?" So I bring up my training from Accents Two Hundred Three, and <laughs> Oi, what's uh, what's the news round here about then? What? Why are you why are you talking like that? That's how I talk. Okay. What's what's the news around here? I'm not about then. Um, <laughs> shit. Are you uh, are you name? okay? Do you are you lost? I'm a little bit drunk. Just I just need some friends. What's your names? Oh my goodness. Um. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh my, my name is is Bethany, and my my friend is Marguerite. Oh, I was I was hoping one of yous names. Do you know Matilde? Oh, oh! You're looking for oh? Are you are you friends yeah, with Matilde? Yeah, she's... I'm friends with Matilde, but I'm a little bit drunk and I'm having trouble finding her. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, she's she's right at that uh, at that next table. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, go, I mean, you, you know what she looks there. like since you're since you're friends with her. Yeah, but I'm. I told you, I'm so drunk. Okay. Um, go there now. Goodbye. It's 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 noon. Yeah. <laughs> so I go over and sit next to Matilde. Uh, this table is. Uh, it, it's four four dwarfs um, uh, sitting around the table. Um, I feel like I'm I'm asking to myself the like the question of do do dwarf women have beards? I feel like that's a question <laughs> that you need to answer for every fantasy world. Yeah, I think that they can choose two or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- probably there's some facial hair growth, but but some of maybe them about like what bread can grow. <laughs> Sick burn. Um, Best kind of burn. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So it's so it's uh, uh, two. Uh, two men, two women. Um, uh, the women are are clean shaven, in, in sort of a quiet dwarven way, just sort of like eye you suspiciously as you as you sit down. Uh, excuse me, I I have a message for Miss Matilde from a certain Montaigne. It's one of you, Matilde. S- suppose I am. What's it to you? Right. Well, Montaigne just can't bear to to come and speak to you himself. He's so broken up about it. But. Uh, he just wanted me to tell you that uh, he knows what you did. I have no idea what you're talking about. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, why don't you roll? Um, uh, it sounds like persuasion, but persuasion or intimidation. Um, okay. Well, oh, that's a nine. Okay. Thankfully, it was a very low DC. Uh, Mithril goes, I can't believe this. Did Fontaine put you up to this? Oh. Yes, I mean, I'm here, I'm here delivering a message for him. Go back to him and tell him we went on one date. One date. I haven't thought about him since. I see, I see. So, do you know what he does for a living? Of course I do. He's, he's a phenomenal chocolatier, and that is the entire reason I just agreed to go out on a date with him. The man has zero charm, zero charisma. And how angry did this date make you? Just to give him some context when I go back to him. 
it was a bad date. I didn't have a good time. I went home and I didn't think about it anymore. Can you confirm this? Did she ever talk about it with you? Uh, just lots of head shaking. Mm. I sidle up to uh, this conversation holding my snifter of brandy uh, and say, oh, did, did I hear someone talk chocolate? Uh, are we talking about chocolate over here? Do you do you know this guy? Uh, mm, he's a local chocolate drunk. It's a problem, but uh, we may as well humor him. Did you say chocolate drunk? Yes. It's, what, what does that mean? It's an elf thing. You wouldn't understand. I have type 4 diabetes, but I love chocolate and I can't stop. And it kind of is like auto brewers. N- never mind. Never mind. Um, but what we're what I'm trying to determine is do you, any of you know where I might find Tothar? Because uh, I, I hear that if anyone knows chocolate, it's it's Tothar. Tothar, I, re- I recognize that name. Oh, Tothar. Uh, he's the one that writes all those uh, all those amusing reviews of, of local restaurants, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and he, he knows he knows all the best. I have to find him. Yeah, uh, well, I'll tell you, he works at the Axis Zephyr. Uh, you might find him there. Um, either that or, you know, go to the, go to whatever the hottest restaurant is, and he'll probably be there. And what's the it, hottest restaurant? Well, I don't know. I'm is not a food not critic. <laughs> look, look, look around you. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a good-natured joke. But not that, you know, not, not, it's good, it's a fine place, but in the other. Yeah, it's fine. It's a fine place. Fine, fine place. Fine place. Yeah, we, we, we eat lunch here every day. Excellent. Excellent. Because it's close, close. and it's affordable. Uh, well, I won't take any more of your they time. They have a good lunch special. Soup oh. and sandwich. Oh, well, I, I do love some soup. What kind of soup do they have? Well, All right, it's, it's a rotating <laughs> schedule. I'm sorry, Matilda. Did you, did you ever clean out the soup of your in your hair or the stew in your hair? I mean... Eh, some. It's not really that big of a concern. Yeah. Are we are we done here? Or? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. How, enjoy your your soups. I I did have one more question, Matilda. Uh, sure. He described you as jilted. I just want to understand why that might be the word he would use for you. Maybe because he's a narcissist. All right. I feel like we're getting into something. Psychology one hundred and two. All right. Narcissism. Why do you say he's a narcissist? He seems he seems very full of himself. All right, that seems that lines up. All he, right. He spent ninety percent of of the date describing how wonderful a lover he is. God. And was he? I don't know. All right. I I gave him a hug after the date. Well, I suppose I've done my job here. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too. Okay. By the time she finishes up with that, I have been seducing somebody. I've been seducing the bouncer <laughs> by the door. And he's just giving like me all the information I want. Yeah, no, we're just like, yeah, rubbing muscles, rubbing oil on <laughs> each other's muscles. And uh, I, I, he's, tell, he's told me where this uh, Turgelson guy is. Turgelson? Turgid. Turgid. Tulsar. Well, so shall we go to the Zephyr then? Oh, oh, okay. And like, you guys like pull us away. Like we're like <laughs> making out. <laughs> Goodbye, Bruce. Now isn't the time. It was perfect time. You guys weren't getting anything done. 
goodbye, Mercury. I'll always remember you. <laughs> Just tell them I got to make out with Mercury. Hell, Grace. <laughs> Just make sure he doesn't become a jilted lover. Yeah, you would. You, you just, he can get. He can get in line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it. While you were making out, we found where we might find our Tother. He's. Uh, he works at the Zephyr, so maybe that's our next stop. Um. So, uh, so you guys, uh, you ask around a bit and find out, uh, find out exactly where the Zephyr is. Um, it's a, it's a bit uptown. Um, it's actually in like uh, a tall building, like it would be, you know, a, a skyscraper in in modern day terms. What is it in fantasy terms? Uh, it is a, oh, it is a, <laughs> a heaven, heaven claw, heaven claw. Okay, heaven claw, heaven claw. Sound good. Oh, do you live in a car? Heaven scratcher. Heaven poker. Heaven reacher. Oh my uh, heaven God. poker. That's <laughs> so great. Um, so you're standing outside the heaven poker. <laughs> Listen, um, y'all. Last time I was in a heaven poker, things didn't end well, and and someone got thrown out of uh one of the, one of the the magic windows. I, I don't know that I'm going to be very safe up there. I can't trust myself. Don't be silly. There are hundreds of heaven pokers. This one's entirely different. Okay. Um. So you head inside. You uh. You look at sort of like a uh, like a calligraphy um directory um along one wall that says um uh, the Zephyr is on the seventh floor. Um, and you take the uh, take the magic lift up to the seventh floor. And uh, the door opens, and it's like it's a wide, like open floor plan floor, um, very high ceilings, um, and some some fantasy fans spinning up above, and yeah, papers uh, papers being you know moved from desk to desk, and people smoking and shouting at each other, you know, newspaper uh, stuff. Admin style. Allow me. Uh, excuse me. Uh, is, it, is there someone at the front desk? Yeah. Okay. Hey. Good. Yes. Good afternoon. Um, my name is Ather McConifer. Okay. I, I come from the uh, the canopy, uh, and uh, I am following uh, a story, uh, and I believe that your uh, your reporter, who goes by the name of Tothar. Uh, is also following that story, and I think we may be of help to one another. Uh, You're looking for Tothar. Yeah. Uh, can can you can you wait here just for a moment? Mm-hmm. Oh God! Oh God! You guys! Oh God! You guys! This is not going to end well. This is uh, they, every time they say, "Can you wait here for a moment?" Something something yeah. bad's going to happen. Just just stand casually like this, and I and I stand casually and show her. <laughs> Um, and the receptionist um, gets up and uh, uh, walks uh, back to one of the offices and uh, closes the door behind her. And she's gone for uh, for just a, just a few seconds um, when uh, a stout uh, half orc um, comes out, um, like a stub of a cigar in his mouth, and goes, "I uh, I heard you guys are looking for Tothar. What do you know?" Uh, I know. Hold I'm... on. Is he dead? Well. He's not dead, but he's missing. Hmm. We have we don't know anything, and we run away. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to encourage. I try to grab everybody and run out the door. Well, this yeah. may help. Uh, I have a piece of. Uh, oh wait, let her try. 
Uh, let her try to leave? I mean, try to grab us and, and pull us away. Do we really want to do PVP? Gonna, no, no, no. Okay. So, so tell me how this plays out. Um, so Mercury, you're. I'm, I, I, I try and grab them. It doesn't work. I'm like, okay. Oh, this is going to be bad. We're going to think we did it. Okay. Uh, well, I actually might have a piece of the puzzle to help find him. Uh, I have a broken door with chocolate on it that was found in the store of another chocolatier that was recently robbed, but this is not chocolate from that chocolate maker. Uh, so there's some kind of conspiracy here happening that has to do with chocolate. I'm not sure what it is, but I know that if anyone can tell what's going on, it'll be Tolthar. And so uh, if you know anything that might help me find him for you. Interesting. We should talk. I, well, we are, but yes, we should talk more. Is that, is that a cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was until I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but if, we, if we cut there... Thing after it, it's a cliffhanger. Yeah. Well, I think we keep this part, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, <clears throat> cliffhanger. Okay, go, Derek, go. What? What's he going? He said, yeah, <laughs> we should talk. No, we we got it. We got it. Oh. A, no, we a, got it. We should talk. <gasps> Is that a cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk. <laughs> cool. cool. Well, cool, cool. what a what a fun first episode, friends. Uh, where can they find us, Derek? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Housekeeping stuff. Let's see. If you want to get a hold of me, um, you can reach me at. Uh, Dungeons and Derek, that's Dungeons, the letter N, Derek at gmail.com or Dungeons and Derek on Twitter. Those should probably match, but they don't. Maybe they will eventually. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go up and get Dungeons and Derek oh, and no. <laughs> oh, no. Gmail and just really go for it. Um, uh, Jess, if they want to find your stuff, um, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Jessica, at Jessica Verdi on Twitter. Um, uh, Greg, anything, uh, any, any social needs you want to put out there at yes. My name is Greg. Is that real? Yes. Nice. Yes. Wow. Um, uh, Stephanie, any, uh, social media presence you want to pitch? That exists. All right. All right. Just shout into the void and, and maybe she'll hear you. Wait, shout back. Cool. Um, uh, thank you guys for, uh, for making it through and we hope, uh, we hope you'll join us again for episode two and beyond. Toodaloo. Theme music. Outro music. Theme music. Outro music. Outro music. Theme music. This has been produced by Jessica Lynn Gurdy and Derek Letman. This is a production of Loose and Letman Enterprises. Only Loose and Letman. Loose and let live. Let Loose Enterprises. Oh, that's, that's really good. How have uh -huh. you not done that? <laughs> it's actually really great. That's so good. <laughs> Let wow. Loose. Wow. 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 <laughs>